congrats. You press play and you're listening to Just Go With It. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. And this is the motivational podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. As we learn to navigate the uncertainty that exists in the best years of our lives. Sometimes you've got to learn to just go with it. Hey, you guys, we're here for episode four. We are so excited. I'm officially older than my fake ID now. If you listen to the last birthday episode, I'm a big 22, and we are here in D.C. ready to rock and roll. Ready to rock and roll, and this week's episode is very exciting and very relatable to people in their early 20s and very relatable to just going with it. We are talking about dating, and we have our very first interview. Hello, we are here on episode four, and we're coming to you live from D.C. We're finally together. We're finally in person to record, and we are so excited. It is so much more fun than just doing it while we're in our separate states. Yeah, I feel like now we can actually bounce off each other, and it'll be much better for you guys, hopefully. (laughs) But this is very exciting, this episode, because we have our very first guest, which is one of our very best friends, India. And we felt like a great topic to bring her on for was the topic of dating. Everyone loves talking about dating. Um, So we're going to get into some life lessons we've learned um, about dating and talk about this unconventional year. Take it away, India. Well, guys, I feel like I have some valuable info to share. I am someone that had two boyfriends and 2019 went on went on a bunch of went on a bunch of dates learned some lessons check out my memoir in five to ten years but here's a snippet it was some stiff competition to be our first guest so we had her audition and she came up with the idea of talking about dating in these unprecedented times hit it india (laughs) thank you guys so much for having me thank you for having me in this year where I probably have um, the least experience, much like most people, most single people, I would say. Um, but I'm very excited to share maybe some of my life lessons. All right, India, we're so excited to have you. Let's jump right into it. Everyone, it's cuffing season. We all know the holidays can be some lonely times, especially especially in this unprecedented year where no one's really dating and no one can really meet each other in person. But we're all doing the best we can. India, what are some of your thoughts about dating in the year of 2020 and how that's gone? I think the year of 2020 is like the craziest in the sense of I feel like most people haven't met a new person, not even romantic, not they haven't met a new person in like 10 months. And that sucks. Yeah, that's rough. We went out to drink with India's friends the other night from home and it was so thrilling to meet a new person and get to be entertaining. Yeah, you kind of forget. You're like, what What am I about? What do I tell them about myself? Like, you haven't had to introduce yourself what's, to anyone in forever. What's my personal elevator pitch? Yeah. I feel as stuff. though my spirit's been broken just from the entirety of 2020, where it's almost like the need for dating has been out the window because I just haven't, I haven't had male attention in so long. I know. Forgot I wanted it. (laughs) Forgot what that was like. Forgot I desired it. (laughs) I feel like people have even given up on dating apps too. It's like, what is the point? Because it's not like you're really going to meet up with people, except for people who live in a podunk town like me. I can attest to this because I deleted my Hinge, which I used to love to just shop around on Hinge. I just deleted it in defeat. I was like, you know what? This worked for me in the past. Not so much right now. We're going to give it a real go in January 2021, but I'm really here to reflect on the lessons 
I've learned from this year of emptiness and defeat. <laughs> 2020 took it out of you, so you raised your white flag. <laughs> I raised my white flag for the year 2020 in terms of boys. <laughs> yeah. I feel like dating apps, like when we were in college, I almost just felt like it was a waste of time then because I wouldn't want to waste a night that I could be spending with my best friends on going on a date with some stranger. But now personally in this time, I feel like I've recognized the importance of them because I'm in a town where I know no one. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to meet people besides at my job? I'm like, well, actually dating apps are a very good way to meet people and make friends. So I've actually gone on a couple dates or just hung out with people through dating apps, which has been kind of interesting. But I have a story about that later. That's really funny. And I feel like it's important also to just give it a shot sometimes. I feel like that's pretty, it's pretty hard to like gear yourself up to meet someone you met on the internet. All you know is that they're attractive. Maybe they wrote something funny, but that is all you know. Mm -hmm. And then it's really hard to like psych yourself up to like get excited about meeting them. It's even harder when you're living at home and not with your best friend and you're trying to rile yourself to go on a first date with someone. That's no fun. Oh, I have an example. So last Christmas break, I was at home, you know, that sleepy week or two sort of after Christmas, the fever dream of it all, the fever dream, you guys, I matched with this boy on hinge and he was really cute. But you know, again, it's just someone from the internet. It's someone you don't know. Haven't even heard their voice before. Haven't even heard their voice before. And I was like, Oh, like exciting. You know, we started texting. It's, it's exciting to text someone new, but again, hard to get yourself psyched up to go spend an evening with them. And I dragged my feet the whole time. I was like with my parents and I was like, I'm about to go meet this boy for drinks. And they were like, who? And I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, as much as I do. <laughs> I do not know who I am meeting. We are all in the dark. So one awkward, which I feel like people can relate to now because a lot of people are living at home. Yes. And I just waited to the last possible second. And I remember being like, all right, you guys, I'm going to go. I'm going to tell him to meet me at 5 p.m. I didn't even know what day of the week it was. It was apparently a Saturday, so that was weird. The fever. All, all the days are blending together the, at this point. The fever dream of it all. I wore a turtleneck sweater and rain boots. I drove to the bar. <laughs> I remember being like, I have no expectations, but obviously going to be like a nice, cute boy. But I was like, I have no expectations. I will stay for an hour and I will drive my ass home. Long story short, I'm pretty sure we stayed there for four hours. Wow. And I did not drive home. <laughs> Wait, that's amazing though. So I think I think sometimes you just gotta do it. You, you just gotta know. show up. You yeah. know? And also with dating apps, what I what I've noticed recently that I've been doing, that's just like some little fun advice if anyone has a hard time like revving themselves up to go is I always FaceTime them before, which also sounds weird because sometimes I get nervous even FaceTiming my friends. Don't know why, but like still happens. <laughs> <So> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't tell you why, but sometimes I get nervous. You give you better friends. Um, no, but I can tell like within a 10 minute conversation, whether or not this will be a waste of time to like meet this person because they can be funny over text and everything. But if they can't have like a normal 10 minute face-to-face conversation about like where we're going to go or what the plan is, like I'll know how fun they are immediately and then you can just quickly cancel if you have to but hopefully you don't have to do that what she just said about expectations being on the ground what's your favorite quote from your favorite movie the bar's low oh oh my gosh my favorite quote from the movie dodgeball is vince vaughn tells um kate the accountant he's like if you just set the bar really low you'll always meet it and you'll never be let down and she's <laughs> like that's a really sad way to live your life and he's like yeah but i'm always content <laughs> he's very complacent which is true about dating yeah, it is true about dating. First but date, we're, not, we're not first telling dates. you to set the bar. Yeah, no. Just <laughs> go, go to a first date for the fun of the first date. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, for the first date, 
totally important. I think you have to go in with the mindset of I'm going to meet somebody new and I might get a free drink out of it. Yeah. yeah. At the very least a free drink or a free meal, maybe. And yeah. you just, and plans, learning. you get plans out of it. A wise friend of ours, Emery Johnson once <laughs> said, dating is like shopping. You just have to sometimes try on a couple of things to just see what's, what fits. And you yeah. don't know. And sometimes you're even shopping in the wrong store. Sometimes. Yeah. Yep. And with that, <laughs> the mall's not coming to you. You've got to go out there and shop because they're out there. You know, there's more fish in the sea. But if you're not putting yourselves out there, we said this in the last episode, no one is breaking down your door to date you, unfortunately. We wish it was the case, but it is really hard to put yourself out there. And I always kind of view dating sometimes not to be like too transactional about it, but you know how when you're interviewing for a job, you're encouraged to just at least interview, even if you don't think you're going to love the job, because great getting interview experience is always great. And you can take that with you anywhere. I think the same thing is true for first dates. Even if you're a little hesitant to go, like you're obviously going to be nervous. Everyone gets nervous about meeting people new. Um, but the more you do it, the more confidence you have in yourself and the easier it becomes and the more normal it becomes like normalizing casual dating because it should be fun. Like we're in our early twenties we don't need to like find our husband in the first five minutes. Like, why don't you just go out, meet some people in the city that you're in, hang out, have a nice meal and live your life. (laughs) I agree. And I feel like you could attest to this as well. I feel like I was someone from high school and then early college. I had like two long-term boyfriends, Mm -hmm. quote unquote. Yeah. Second one. Relationships. I had two long-term relationships basically. And so the year 2019 for me was such a good casual dating year. Like I went on a couple of like dates with boys and like, we would just like get a drink and like some of them, I mean, well, not some of them, all of them in the end didn't work out, but I met a bunch of new people. Two of them now I would say are really like good friends of mine. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like we cheer each other on. Yeah. Um, Keanu from hinge. (laughs) We're using in a fake anonymous name. Yeah. um, Keanu Reeves from hinge. Keanu from hinge. Like I met him, he was hysterical. And honestly, I met him and I was like, I want to, I want to be his best friend and haven't seen him since, but we are each other's cheerleaders on the internet. We still keep <laughs> yeah. in touch. Like it was totally fine. They were text like, you happy birthday. He texts me happy birthday we like, for a long time. Yeah. And like we talk on Instagram, we're really, really supportive of one another and I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I love that for you. I also feel like, especially going to a private Christian school where it's like very ring by spring culture and like very everyone's in relationships and like everyone's really intentional, which is great. It's important to be intentional. But also I think we need to normalize casual dating just to date. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to jump into a relationship right away and you don't need to exactly know where it's going all the time, especially at the beginning. Like just kind of take things one day at a time and be very flexible. And I feel like that's kind of what your early twenties are for is like, you're revving up, you're figuring out what you want and what you don't want. And that's okay. It means literally whatever you want it to mean a first date. There are zero strings or expectations attached to go past a first date to a second date. And one time you told me, Abby, if a first date isn't the dream of your life, that's great because now you know what you don't want. <laughs> exactly. No matter if it goes horribly or if it goes well, you learn something from it and you learn something about yourself and you probably gain some social skills, which we could all use in this year because sometimes it's hard to have conversations with strangers. 
Yeah. Like, especially if they're not conversational and you're like carrying for the team on your back, carrying the whole conversation, it's like kind of rough. But I actually do have a story about a dating app that happened to me very recently in the past Ooh. month. Um, I'm living at my parents' home where I genuinely know zero people my age. So that's been really rough because I'm a super social person. But this just shows how desperate I was <laughs> for interaction or connection with someone because I was on Bumble, which... I had low expectations for the area that I was in. It's really not really not like a great city. Bar was on the ground. Yeah, bar was on the ground. It was below the ground. It was in the floor. And I was like, okay, let's just try and find someone fun to hang out with. Like, I just need to do something. And so I saw this guy. He looked pretty fun and normal, had a camera. And so I just messaged him, let's shoot. <laughs> Don't know why I'm so bold, but here we are. And so we started a conversation about him being a photographer. And he basically was like, oh my gosh, let's do this like photo shoot. I'm only in town for the weekend. Of course, he wasn't. He didn't live in my town. He was just visiting because um, he was doing a bed and breakfast shoot for a client. And he was like, "Let I love like outdoor photography. Pacific Northwest is great for that. So we met up one weekend. <laughs> I had never met him. I did the FaceTime thing though. So I knew he was who he said he was and he was normal. Um, but I meet him out in the middle of the woods. I drive an hour and a half <laughs> to meet this guy. And he's also bringing a friend. Isn't so it raining too? It's raining. It's storming. It's two no cell service. <laughs> he's like, you can bring one of your girlfriends too. Like I want to bring a guy friend because I'm visiting him. And I'm like, little does he know I have no girlfriends in the area, but I didn't tell him that. Um, so I drive an hour and a half to meet this guy in the woods. My parents are like, who are you meeting? I'm like, same thing as you. It's like, I don't know. He's from a dating app, but you guys don't, <laughs> you guys don't understand your, this generation. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. And I told him like a few things about him. I like wrote down his number just to be safe. Like so funny. I drive an hour and a half into this woods. It's raining. There's no service. I call my mom on the way there because I start to get a little bit nervous. I was like, mom, I could get murdered in the woods right now. And she's like, oh, well, if you feel really weird, like, you know, just turn around and whatever. I'm like, okay. But I'm just so desperate to hang out with people my age that I just keep going. (laughs) Something wills me to keep going. And it's storming. And we get to the woods and I park and there's no service for miles. Like, this is off the beaten path. We are nowhere near civilization. And I'm like, I could definitely be murdered right now. But luckily, we got there. Ted Bundy would have gotten you. Ted Bundy would have. And I would have loved it. Um, but anyways, we get there and luckily he was really normal and it actually was like a super fun experience. And I just like meeting new people and doing creative things like that. And so we had a really good time. We spent like two hours hiking with his friend. His friend was funny. Like it honestly turned out really well, but there was like a split second where I was like, this could be it. And I'm like bringing myself to my own doom because I just, (laughs) I just really need to interact with someone. You told me quote unquote, it was the closest you had ever been to saying this is a situation I will die from yes the closest (laughs) I've ever been and I just kept thinking imagine like I put myself in this position and I just willingly did it and that's how desperate we are in this year of 2020 and that's 2020 in a nutshell in a nutshell so lonely I might go meet someone that's gonna kill me (laughs) (laughs) this will be fun before it happens um yeah I mean again I deleted my apps in 2020 I've actually only been on two hinge dates. It was usually just something I would scroll through as though I were online shopping. Um, never really pursued Black Friday it. sales. Black Friday <laughs> sales. Some of them. When you're getting desperate. 50% off. <laughs> when you're getting desperate. You do the best match thing that they provide you with. That's the Black Friday sale. Yeah, you just do the ones that are like, we think you and like murderer number four would be a great match. I think, have you seen the TikTok where it's like sometimes the best match people... That's me. That's who you think I am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Offensive. Yeah. And like, actually, I'm pretty selective on my hinge or in my past. I was as you should be, as you should be. 
And the two Hinge dates I went on, we're going to call them Keanu from Hinge and uh, what do we call him? Jimmy from Hinge. <laughs> like I, they 10 out of 10s, no regrets. No yeah. regrets. I feel like I've had a really good track record with Hinge dates. Like mostly, lovely mostly time. They're fun. They're normal. Like I'd argue Hinge is the elite dating app out of the three. It's I super agree. elite. Tinder is like, hello. Oh, I'd like to get middle. killed or yeah. an STT. <laughs> Yeah, Tinder is definitely the most ratchet oh. one in my parents. I would never somehow <laughs> caught wind that Tinder was like a hookup app. So anytime I say I'm meeting a guy for drinks or whatever off a dating app, they're like, "Is it from Tinder?" And I'm like, "No, Dad, it's not from what, Tinder." What can you compare Bumble to, India? Bumble. What's your analogy? Oh, okay. Bumble's weird because a girl has to start the conversation. Bumble is for people who read Untamed. (laughs) (laughs) Bumble is for the people who are literate. Great. (laughs) And then Hinge is for who? Hinge People that are going to wreck your life in the best way. People, okay, you guys, Hinge is if you want some boy in a Patagonia vest to ruin your life. Yeah. And I sign up for it willingly. Yes, totally. (laughs) She matched with someone, India matched with someone, and he was cute and nothing came of it, but she (laughs) sent me his picture. She was like, he's going to ruin my life. He really was. Honestly. Yeah. Not the way the guy in the forest would, but. (laughs) Yeah, different kind of ruining. (laughs) Different kind of ruining. No, I agree. Hinge is like, if a man looks good in a turtleneck, you'll find him there. (laughs) and you want to read for fun yeah another thing about dating apps i want to touch on is the fact that it really expands your search because you can put hinge in a different location like right now my hinge is in nashville sorry if anyone from nashville is listening i don't live there yet but i pretend like i do so that when i go i can meet some fun people in the city that i haven't even moved to yet and then i'll already like have some friends and stuff and Mm -hmm. with that i feel like I am probably the weirdest person with the flying people out kind of thing. <laughs> I, I'm going to talk about it. You know what? I'm going to talk about Let's it. Let's touch on it. Because Get into it. last year, I didn't meet him off a dating app, but I did meet this guy on a, at a New Year's party. And we talked for a whole year, like a whole calendar year, right? It's January. Right. It's New Year's. And so we just Snapchatted and we actually became really good friends, as much friends as you can become from just like talking on the phone. Um, and so I was like, I really want to just fly him out for my formal. Like, why not go big or go home? It's senior year. So I flew him all the way from Colorado to California and I had the best formal experience ever. And a lot of people think that's crazy, but like, if you don't like your selection in the town that you're in or like the school you go to, just like outsource. Just make some magic happen. Outsource. Yeah. Shark and then tank. <laughs> also during this whole like crazy year, I've also flown and been flown from a boy from Nashville to and fro from California. And you know what? It's just, it's great. I feel like so connected to the world in that way. Like it really is just a flight away. Like everyone acts like states are such a huge deal and like long distance is hard. It totally is hard. Like I wouldn't actually do a serious long distance relationship probably, but honestly life is for risks risks are meant to be taken in our early 20s and i think it's so fun i did think that person that visited okay. might have killed us yeah. yeah but he didn't so he didn't he was really sweet yeah it turned out fine and you had really cool adventures because of it yeah and i just like doing stuff like that because i feel like the more crazy not like you know scary crazy but like more mm-hmm. diverse experiences you have like the more you take with you throughout your life and it like shapes you as like a fun person and you see the world from so many different perspectives by meeting people like this and then you have really cool stories to tell your kids yeah more stories to collect for the autobiography and yeah. also from my two hinge experiences <laughs> like meeting those people was so like i'm so thankful i met both keanu and jimmy from hinge mm-hmm. I just feel like I learned so much. I learned so much about myself. 
Um, we always had some like interesting connection. That's what I found when I met them, like people in common or whatever. So that was always cool. But also it reminds you that it reminds you that you can get, I remember in 2019, just kind of, I went on, I feel like I went on like four dates or something with people. And I feel like some were just like, okay. And that was good. But then also my two hinge ones really reminded me, you can get so excited about someone out of the blue. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. I thought, I probably thought they were going to be more than they were. Mm -hmm. And I was a little sad in the end, but I have no regrets. Like I got so excited by someone and I feel like that was just really hopeful. Yeah. It's great to feel something again. Great to feel something again. Wish I could do it soon. (laughs) Dating really does provide a really good opportunity for you to get outside your inner circle. Mm -hmm. And it also helps you feel like the world isn't such a like big, scary place. Like just meeting people and there always is some kind of common connection you're going to find with them. And I feel like that's really humbling and grounding. So yeah, I'm just a big advocate of casual dating. I think it's so important in this age and this season mm-hmm. for personal growth reasons and just like for fun. Like my <laughs> heart, life. yeah, my heart was squashed like a grape. But again, <laughs> listen, it's a privilege to feel something. <laughs> Emotions are meant to be felt. We talked about that in our last episode too. Highs and lows. It baby. was a privilege to have me wrecked by you. Yeah. It was a privilege for you to ruin my life. And now you can relate to some more like John Mayer songs, some more Taylor Swift songs. Totally. We need a little more catharsis these days. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little more catharsis. Okay, what else? All right, we're going to ditch the dating apps a little bit and move into into expectations. Great expectations. Charles Dickens. Ever read it? Ever heard of her? I'm sure he was talking about dating <laughs> I, I actually never read it but now i feel like i'm going to after this episode <laughs> it's bullshit no, it's you're a not. <laughs> yeah this is a rewrite our lives are the rewrite <laughs> um yeah but expectations with dating i feel like we talked about first dates a little bit but what do you expect from a first date and like what have you learned after going on your dates that you were talking about india i think not in your standards, keep your standards high, but you need to lower your expectations for what you're going to get out of it. I think your expectation literally should be, I'm going to meet a cool new person. I'm going to share a drink or food with a new person and just learn about somebody new. We talked about this, me and you, India, extensively like two weeks ago. We keep going on first dates, at least me and half of the world, thinking that it's going to be either a hard no or a hard yes Mm -hmm. and it's not it could just be a soft that was all right maybe one more time it (laughs) It doesn't have to be maybe one more trip around the block (laughs) one more trip around the block it doesn't have to be a that was incredible i can't wait for the next i'm thinking about him and it doesn't have to be a god was awful he's not my husband for sure we our husbands we're probably not going to love him the second Mm -hmm. we meet him or our next boyfriends or any of that and I feel like I just we're already stop. set up to fail from like movies and rom-coms, especially people who like love watching movies. It's like, we just think something magical is going to happen. We're going to meet someone at the grocery store and the coffee shop. And maybe that will happen. And that's cool. But I agreed. Like sometimes you just need to take it at face value and be like, that was a really good experience. That was a nice evening. It may or may not happen again. But I feel like a lot of people, especially me, build things up in our minds. Like we'll think like, okay, this person has this job and they're from this city. Like, I wonder if they're ever willing to relocate in the future. <laughs> 100%. You, just, you just think so far ahead. Like what would our kids look like? How tall would they Does be? Does this company like, work in the city that I'm hoping to move to? Exactly. <laughs> Do they have a branch? Yeah, is it a it's branch? like we think about so many details. Whose holiday will we go to and for I Christmas? Guarantee, the grandparents. I 
I did that. I did that. <laughs> whose holiday? Yeah. Who's, yeah, whose parents are going to hold? I don't want to have to fly home for Christmas. No. We can't keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, I was like, does he have an overbearing mom? Like, will she make me come to her house for Christmas? Does he have yeah. siblings? I don't want anyone else to intrude on my personal life. I with my what family. will my relationship be with the, with my, my brother-in-law? I don't I have, know. I don't have enough space in my bridal party to put his sisters to. Totally. <laughs> it's such a crime. No, I yeah, even, the, I even oh. thought about someone's religious differences. I was like, oh God, like, will he... <laughs> Will he be okay with Christmas? Does he support yep. the reason for the season? <laughs> and then, and like, I, I guarantee you guys aren't doing this. Guys are not thinking all these no. different details. And it's like, you're just thinking she was fun or she up. wasn't. We're setting ourselves up for failure because you get to the date and you're already thinking about all those underlying <laughs> details that may or may not exist. It's like what, um, it's like what me and <laughs> India have said in the past. Someone talks to a boy for two seconds and it's like alert your maid of honor already to <laughs> start writing her speech. Totally. And we can't just can't do that every time. A mediocre date is okay. Face value. That wasn't a waste of my time, but I'm glad it happened. I feel as though in the in the time of just instant satisfaction with like the internet, you could be so pragmatic, like if you're doing something through like a hinge or something, where you're like, okay, this is this has to be a, there has to be a certain answer. And I feel like from ex- from my limited experience, like I went on a date with this guy last year, and I left the date being like, that went either like super well. Or it just, like, didn't go well. And we ended up hanging out the next day. So I think yeah. it went well. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, my sources tell me it went well. <laughs> and that second date was when I was really like, oh, I am, that is hard yes on my end. Yeah. And my sometimes end, yeah. you have to keep in mind, too, like, just as much as you could be nervous or, like, a little bit off on a first date, so could they. So sometimes it does take, like, a second or a third date to really get to know someone, for them to feel comfortable, to open up, and to, like, really have banter and just be chill and that's also important too. You got to like give them another shot sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe I need the second shot. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. We need maybe, maybe we're not as performing as well as we should. Maybe I'm not as exciting as I thought. <laughs> maybe everyone needs a second shot. That's a life lesson here. Maybe it's not as much of a privilege to hang out with me as I imagine it might be. <laughs> Gracing them with our presence. Knocking down our doors. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I think another important thing to think about with, um, with boys on going off the term performative (laughs) is like (laughs) performing for people like either in person or on Instagram or something. I think people can sense that energy that you are trying to put off some type of vibe. Thirst trap. A thirst trap (laughs) even. Or, I mean, for me, for me, I'm always posting my memes, but sometimes, not really for boys, but sometimes I start putting a little too much thought into them. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Hoping someone's going to swipe up on you? Maybe. No. (laughs) We've all done that. I promise you, every single person who's ever had a crush has always, at one point, posted something either funny or cute or whatever, just for them to look at it, just for them to try and interact. And the second that they don't, you're let down. But you know what? They're probably not paying that much attention. Yeah. You're just hoping that... Your, you will pop into their mind when they see your name on there are millions of stories on Instagram. I have been Jay Gatsby shining my green light from the dock, hoping that <laughs> Daisy is going to just come running my way, swiping up all over the place. We've all done it. And no matter how much validation we get from our best friends commenting or men in the Middle East who somehow seem to send you DMs all the time, it's like, I don't want that. I just want my one crush to respond. We and Ali have talked about this before. We could all get ready to go out I and mean, it could be like you look so gorgeous Abby god you look so hot tonight but one boy just says the smallest of compliments and that does so much more than we ever could for so you. much more it the sucks, day though. I stopped doing that like I realized I was 
putting out some type of like Instagram or something. The, re- the, the day I figured out I was Jay Gatsby secretly hoping this person would see what I just Instagrammed was the day I felt freedom. Yeah. <laughs> you got to stop doing that. You guys We've got to cancel that in 2021. We also have to cancel Snapchatting as your main form of communication. Oh also, my God. It didn't work out for the two of them anyway. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> rough what a great analogy though thank yeah. you for bringing that to my attention oh so much literature going on our description is yeah. gonna be charles dickens jay gaspy what more yeah. could you Anthology. need no but truly snapchat, oh, snapchat it makes me want to vomit the fact that that is that is <laughs> it our, makes me car sick. snapchat is our generation's dating in general like it's so weird like on dating apps or whatever guys the first thing they go to is like what's your snap and i don't know i genuinely don't know if that's just because they think like we're gonna get pictures it probably is for like the scummier guys but also it's like i don't want to get to know you through like four words and pictures of my face all the time i think for the average human being average (laughs) not scummy but average i think it's a way of keeping in loose touch without much thought but i don't want it i don't want loose touch without much thought take the hint if i'm not responding yeah yeah on snapchat but on text I also think because Snapchat also tells you if they've opened it or not. And then that leads the door open to a whole nother game where it's like, oh, they responded right away. Or now I have to wait two hours to respond. Like that whole thing is exhausting. I can't, I can't be a part it's of a it. It's a team I'm on though. I refuse. A lot of people play the game and like, I understand it, but like, we, I'm not going to take part. We are the red flags. My gripe with Snapchat is that I, two different times, one of them with my ex-boyfriend actually, um, I thought of it as just something I thought was like weird and douchey, but I was, I had too much faith in the boy. And I was like, no, this is just how he wants to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, he, this is just probably something he uses mm-hmm. a lot. And like, it's fine. And it's then, fine. It's not, it's actually disrespectful as hell. And that is not, that is, you know what? That was my lesson of 2020. Snapchat is disrespectful as hell. Even if you're not saying anything like, all, like I had conversations through Snapchat yeah. and I will never let a boy <laughs> communicate with me through Snapchat ever again it's not it's not it it's- i feel like snapchat <laughs> if you're talking to a boy solely on snapchat that is just the door opening to being played and you like are jumping right through it you're sprinting right through it because this exact same thing happened to me for over a year yeah, this guy just led me on and told me exactly what i needed to hear just when i needed to hear it just when i was about to give up hope and all you want so bad he had you on the line the, he had me on Walk the line, the line. And he knew it he knew he had me on the line and he kept me on the line for like over a year. And it was just through Snapchat. And that is just and Snapchat's, the gateway drug. I feel it's you. a dark road to go down because there's a <laughs> throw in a time difference. I see, you know, you're waking up at 6 a.m. to put on makeup to reply to the Snapchat that you get when it's 10 a.m. his time and 7 a.m. your time. I bought a light foundation just so I would look so good on my like daily snaps because that's how I was keeping in touch with Snapchat. Hook, line, and sinker. So if you're listening... <laughs> Basically, we need to cancel Snapchat communication with boys for 2021. If that's a huge red blaring flag, if red that is the only flag. way they want to talk to you. Red. I got really riled there for a second. <laughs> yeah, Snapchat got us going. We're all screaming at each other. No, I had. But the, it's the absolute truth that you know you are too far gone when you are waking up out of your. <laughs> usual bedtime yeah to send it because there's a time difference also, and you're applying your special foundation that you order so that you look good in the morning and uh-huh. not the night and it's I, light won't clog your pores but just you'll <laughs> look good throughout the day just because you gotta send those goddamn I snaps feel, i feel like so much work like screams immaturity from a dating side and from a boy's end like if he is a man and we all want to date men out here like we're getting to the point like 
we need to have some higher standards. Like they will ask for your number. They will call you on the phone. They will even FaceTime you if they want to get to know you, meet you in person, God forbid. Um, <laughs> but they will not choose Snapchat as their primary mode of conversation. I don't they like won't. it as a secondary even. Yeah, just take I don't it like off it the as table. a secondary. Take it off the table. If honestly. you want to send me a funny picture or something you saw, please do. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, guys, if there's anything anyone takes from this episode, myself included, it's just that Snapchat as a mode of communication is, it's outlawed. And if you... Unless you're 18, I don't want to hear it. Unless you're 16. Yeah. (laughs) Even younger. I'm over it. I'm over it and never think that it's just their quirky way of communicating. Because it's not. (laughs) They're not putting things on their story for you to see, such as you do. (laughs) (laughs) You will get played like a violin, yo-yo ma. Wait, I think he's cello. (laughs) (laughs) If you're old enough to enlist, you are too old to make Snapchat your... Oh! I was trying to high-five you. you Oh, uh, if you are old enough to enlist, and buy cigarettes. if you're old enough to buy cigarettes, you should not have Snapchat. Oh my God, I got riled about God, Snapchat. My heart's beating fast. And I want to go Snapchat a boy almost. I might go like <laughs> knock down the door of, um, what's the guy, what's the guy head of Snapchat? I don't uh, want to say. I don't Ed, know. Ethan, married to Miranda Kerr. I don't know. I'm going to assassinate him. <laughs> too much, too much. Yeah. We're going to get arrested for conspiracy. <laughs> I got that part. We got so riled about that. Okay, guys. Basically, theme What's of this up? episode, Down with Evan Spiegel, founder of Snapchat. Say that again. I want a sound bite. <laughs> the theme of this episode... Wait. Pardon. The message... <laughs> okay, stop, stop, stop. No one talk, no one talk. The message of this episode is Down with Evan Spiegel, founder of Snap. Yeah, I don't think they created Snapchat thinking, like, one day boys will ruin girls' lives. <laughs> because, but, you know, that's what they did. They created an empire and they created a way for them. A gateway drug. And now I hurt on the inside, so. Yeah. It's a gateway drug for douchebags. Sorry, and I have a bunch of extra morning dewy foundation. Yep. <laughs> like your best. All right, guys. Just like that, the time has flown by. We're going to leave you with some closing statements, some things that we have learned. Ashley, this was, what did you say? Great expectations? I'm still formulating that in my head. Okay, go. <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. I feel as though my lesson is that you need to continue putting yourself out there to grow, to learn about yourself so that you can eventually be a better partner, a better person. You can be a better single you and a better snatched, hooked up you. Sorry, I need to start over. What am I trying to say? Boot up. What's another word for boot up? <laughs> Wife cuff. Wife cuff, thank you. I I said snatch, and I was like, that's not the right word. Um, Anyways, you need to continue casually dating because you learn so much about yourself. You learn about other people. You gain a wider world perspective, and you'll be a better single you and a better cuffed you in the future because you'll just have more experience, and the world is big, and you should go out there and meet people. That's my... My dating lesson that I've learned throughout my life. Mine is short and sweet. You're all over twists. Let go of your great expectations. Good one. Beautiful. I was going to say mine is 2020 has taught me that you just have to do you. Just be positive. Live your life. Don't be Jay Gatsby on your Instagram hoping someone's going to swipe up. Just literally live your life and probably you'll attract some cute boys someday. I don't know. Yeah, your vibe attracts your tribe. Your vibe attracts your tribe. <laughs> it's true though. Just do you and put out positive vibes into the world. Manifest the world that you want to live in and good things will come. Yeah, I'm not trying to meet anyone in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Where am I going? Closed. Where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole story for another episode. <laughs> hey, where, where are we going? <laughs> and just like that, you guys, thank you so much for listening to episode four. We are really excited to bring this great interview to you. And we hope to have 
awesome guests on in the future. We hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. And just scene. go with it. <laughs> yeah, on the dating scene, just go with it. Can I say it again? Just go with it. <laughs> Ashley, you say it too. Just go with it. Thank <laughs> you.